0: limbs and you are doing it in the countryside and in the village might not move to Abuja nobody seeking to be known will be doing things secretly hallelujah (laughs) if God has not sent you to Abuja your story will be like Naomi Left jerusalem the house of bread in search of bread lost her breadwinner and came back empty because god was not the one that altered the journey it was circumstances and situations she left the pathway and the resultant effect of her digression from the pathway was a burden that she only had to bear and so the brothers were recommending you have great stuff happening around you and if your intention is that you want to be known show thyself to the world hallelujah verse 5 for neither did his brethren believe in him then Jesus said unto them my time is not yet come but your time is always ready the world cannot hate you but me it hated because I testify against it that his works thereof are evil. Can we jump? Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Now during the feast that Jesus decided not to come early because he wanted an instruction from his father in the in the core of his spirit before he will move. This feast continued without Jesus. And because Jesus was absent, there was murmuring. Where is Jesus? Uh, this thing is not complete if Jesus is not around. And he was waiting for an instruction. Hallelujah. Can we see that? Verse 12. And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him, for some said he is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceived the people. How be it no man spake openly of him. For the fear of the Jews. Now, about the mist, the mist of the feast. Jesus went up into the temple and taught, and the Jews marvelled, saying, "How knoweth this man letters, having never learned?" Jesus answered and said, "See, it's not as if they asked the questions openly. They were asking the questions in the heart and through the gift of word of knowledge." he saw what was rumbling there and he began to provide answers it was on this occasion in the during the feast of tabernacles that jesus first disclosed the subject and the context and the emphasis of his doctrine now i read the progression of scripture so that you will be abreast with the circumstances and the context of that reality are you still with me now jesus said In verse 16, which is my emphasis, Jesus answered and said unto them, My doctrine is not mine, but His that sent me. Hallelujah. Now so, what we call the apostles doctrine, actually the custodian and the originator of that doctrine is the father. The reason why Jesus had to wait till the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, I'll let you know that. But we need to read another scripture in the book of Colossians, chapter 1. So turn your Bible with me. I just need two scriptures this evening. Colossians, chapter 1. My doctrine is not mine. Hallelujah. In verse 23, Paul gives us an insight into some deep truths that he discovered in his encounter with God in the wilderness of Arabia. Shortly after his salvation encounter and his baptism in the Holy Spirit, the Bible reveals that he was led up by the revelation to go into the wilderness. And he was there for a time. When he came from the wilderness, he was a changed man. He had had heavenly visions and revelations. He had had insight from God. He was the one that spoke about the communion table. Meanwhile, he was not present at meat when that communion was served. He was the one that spoke about the emphasis and the significance of communion. How that spirit eating food was a culmination of covenant before God. And Jesus came to establish the new and the everlasting covenant. And he said that that covenant was captured within his blood. This is the blood of the new and what? The everlasting covenant. It was Paul that spoke about it and Paul was not present in that meal. Now everything he said was by revelation. It was when Paul came out of the wilderness of Arabia that he spoke about marriage. It was when Paul came out of the wilderness of Arabia that he spoke about faith. He was operating with a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he gave a definition to faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not. He came back a strange man. Now it took many years before he was able to truly, effectively factor the quantum of revelation he contacted many years before the book of Colossians was written, that expressed the fundamentals of that which he encountered in the wilderness of Arabia. Are you still with me? Now, so he gave us some insight into those realities in the book of um, Colossians chapter 1. Can we begin our reading from verse 23? Because if we start from verse 23, we'll be able to capture the scope of his emphasis in this particular chapter verse 23 of colossians chapter 1 if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven wherefore i paul am made a minister notice that paul said that this gospel was preached to every creature not just to human beings he says on the account of this gospel that he was co-opted, he was conscripted into the army of God to be a preacher and a revealer and a minister. Are you with me? Now, so he's trying to give us an insight here into the reason why he was called into ministry. The body that was upon the heart of God, that which God had been trying since eternity past to make manifest for all humanity to see. So that they can enter into what God is offering. And accept what God is giving. He said it is because of this that I was called strategically into ministry. It is as if the people that preached before he came. Could not strike that chord as accurately as it was needed to be struck. And so Paul himself. He had no, no ancestry of ministry in his family. He was not in the line of people that should preach the gospel. He was brought in in a hurry. And Paul said he went and sought out from the feet of God. Why is it that you called me seeing that I was disqualified even from the beginning. And then the Holy Ghost gave him insight. And he said this was why what I was made a minister. Now let's find out why he was made a minister. Who now rejoices in my sufferings for you. And fill up that which is behind in the afflictions. Of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Now, I need to explain that. Are you with me? Now, you see, Jesus Christ happens to be the author and the finisher of our faith. Is that true? The way Jesus altered our faith is significant because it's going to affect all of us. The way Jesus uttered our faith is that in order for him to fulfill the plan of God, he had to endure suffering. For the Bible says that because of the joy that was set before him, he did what? He endured the cross and he despised the shame. Now, that's how he uttered it. He uttered it with endurance of suffering. Endurance of suffering was part of the package In fulfilling the mandate of God that was upon his life. Are you still with me? It means that in our call in Christ. As we become part of Christ. There is a measure of suffering that is allocated to you. I'm not saying because you stole money in the bank. If you stole money in the bank you are on your own. You are suffering for your sin and iniquity. I'm saying that as you are following Christ, it is part of your destiny in Christ to also partake of a measure of suffering because the one that authored it, how did he author it? He authored it and there was suffering in it. So if you are part of what he authored, your own description, your own life experience will not be different. You know this the the American gospel is everywhere. And I was, trying, I was hearing a bishop, he was preaching and trying to twist the scripture. And the same scripture that he was trying to twist was saying something contrary from what he was trying to emphasize in his teaching. He would have used another scripture. Maybe he would have been able to deceive gullible believers. But he used the same scripture that contradicted what he was trying to emphasize. He was just trying to make us understand that Christ has suffered, so you don't need to suffer. Then the scripture he now used was that when Paul said, Henceforth let no man trouble me Because I bear in my body the marks Of Christ So he said that mark Is what he came to talk about That is not suffering That is mark of distinction Mark of promotion And he, he From that day I knew that his voice Did not carry the voice of God The scripture He chose You see, you cannot just take the Bible and read your your greed into it. It's because of this indiscipline among ministers in this day that the average Christian that gives his life to Christ doesn't know the path of spiritual progress and how to access God. Because the average Christian thinks that Jesus is a money doubler. A God that gives men false hope and people come to church with an appetite for greed and then mammon sits on the throne and possesses their soul. I know you don't like what I'm preaching. But every man has a calling. My own is to purge error. Mm. (laughs) I'm like a plague when error is raining. (laughs) You see, I'm confident because I have the support of of, uh, my... Ah! Hallelujah. He said that mark is the mark of what? Of distinction. And when he made that claim, there was no scripture in the Bible where there is a mark that is akin to what? To distinction. So, he used philosophy, tried to gather, gather. <clears throat> the thing, only gullible believers can go by that. And that's why even, even when I preach, go back and confirm that it's in the Bible. Alright? Because no preacher has the right to deceive people. People that get deceived are lazy people that don't go back to check. And the reason why we have limited our teaching and preaching to confirmatory notes as it is written in scripture is so that if we operate that way we will be accurate all the time. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because our generation is in dire need of spiritual accuracy to be taught the truth of God according to the revelation that is in the scriptures so that every man can find his destiny and fulfill it. And so, Jesus uttered his call in the service of the kingdom through suffering. Alright, there were resistances. Because the devil was alive and well. Trying to put some spanner in the works to ensure that Jesus doesn't fulfill his ultimate destiny. Uh, sometimes... In fact, the point came when the devil saw that it was impossible to distract Jesus through suffering and then he now offered him to be a king but jesus knew that his ultimate destiny would lead him to the cross and anything short of the cross was not the fulfillment of his destiny and so he accepted that suffering that he, he subscribed to was a necessary element in the fulfillment of his ultimate goal and because that was how he authored it are you with me are you here every christian that comes to christ in the fulfillment of your destiny you are going to experience some kind of suffering and some kind of setback from anything that is anti-god an anti-god system an anti-god personality exists which we call a religious system religious system a system that has a form of godliness but the, the, the denies the emphasis of the holy spirit the power of the holy spirit the operation of the Holy Spirit in, in government and in the lives of men. That system is, going to, is there to execute judgment on anyone that wants to fulfill the counsel of God as perceived in the Spirit. Hallelujah. It might be that your husband might be the personality. He is not tuned to the frequency that God is operating in your life. Alright? He will be used if it's the one that has access to you to subdue you to manipulate you to persecute you it can be your husband it can be your church can be anything that is anti christ so there's no way you can fulfill a true god ordained destiny without conflict with the realm of darkness And Paul identified that early. And said that he has discovered something. That that suffering is not suffering that doesn't have a goal. It's not a wasted suffering. When you are suffering or experiencing some setback in the fulfillment of your divine purpose, every ounce of suffering you go through, is going to give birth to blessing to the body of christ now if you check that scripture are you with me can we check it clearly he said who now rejoices in my sufferings for you the sufferings i'm going through is not for me it's for you. every time you go through suffering in the line of your call life is released in the body of christ that's how it is done I'm not talking about suffering that came upon you on the account of the fact that you committed an error, a blunder. I'm saying suffering in the line of what? Of your call. It will translate to the infusion of the life of God to the body of Christ. That was why Paul rejoiced in what happened to him. Because he knew the aftermath effect that would take place in the body of Christ in the region that he was ministering. Are you, still, are you still here? Yes, sir. Now, maybe I need to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Once upon a time, when I went to serve in Kano, I used to pray on one hill, one mountain like that, one place. And I prayed there for about eight months and then I was invited for a fellowship that is close by where I stay and I went there and when I attended the fellowship meeting it was a great time and the guy that was in charge of Bible study now came to me and said he was going to travel for two weeks and he has heard of me that I teach the scripture and he wants me to take his place and teach the people for two weeks and fill in his space For two weeks. I said with all joy. And I went and prayed. And I discovered when I came for the teaching. I I found out that they, they don't speak in tongues in that fellowship. I felt that what revelation are we giving to people. That don't have the capacity to gain ascendancy in the spirit. And make a vital contact with God. So we shut down everything. And then I began to teach about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, I had a total of four Bible study meetings that I would teach within the period of the two weeks that the guy went on his journey. So we used two, three of the meetings to establish the doctrinal basis of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And everybody now knew that it was scriptural, even though most of their churches had held a contrary doctrinal position to that matter. So after that, we had finished... Walking on the scriptures. It became obvious. That that was the position of that church. It's not as if it's the position of scripture. And people were willing to go beyond the limitations. That their church. Was bent on putting on them. So that they would go along with God. And then the last day of the Bible study. I said this one is no longer teaching. Now that you believe it. That is in the scripture. Let's go for practical. Because I taught them. That the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, his name is called Jesus Christ. It's not a minister of the gospel. Whereas the baptizer in water, if somebody wants to baptize in water, is the minister that is that does the baptism. But in baptism, in the Holy Ghost is Jesus. That is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Haven't established the premise for the possibility of baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is predicated on the fact that Jesus right now is seated in the heavens and glorified, that is what, the spiritual fact that opens up the possibility of baptism in the Holy Ghost. We had done all that. So when we came on Friday, and I now called on Jesus, the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, to come baptize his people. And when we had invited him, I began to lay hands on the people that needed to be filled and the Holy Ghost broke out. It was a Holy Spirit service. People spoke diverse tongues, and some of them even operated in the gift of prophecy. Now, by the time the teacher came back, the teacher met a different world, a different fellowship. And that was where my problem with the teacher began. when after the baptismal service and I told them that see, the first thing they need to understand now that they are filled with the Holy Ghost is that they must develop capacity, stamina the ability to outrun the flesh in prayer. That means they must engage in long
1: hours
0: of prayer. And gradually that became the custom of the people. They started doing what? Praying what? long hours of prayer. Are you with me? <laughs> then the parents of the people that don't believe in speaking in tongues now came and said, a, a copper came and he taught our people one language. <laughs> then it became another problem entirely. I went back to the mountain where I pray and I said, Lord, there is a burden. Quieting this burden. I say said, no problem. I'll take care of that. But there was something God did not take care of. The teacher. <laughs> he took care of the uproar that came from the individual families. But he left the teacher. Now when the teacher came, the teacher felt, I have come to take his job. I mean, the teacher was madly in love with a damsel. You know, whenever a damsel has entered, it matters. Matter. is 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 There's no textbook with which you can understand. There was a damsel there in the crowd. That the teacher, that was his first audience. And I didn't know. I, I just came. I just came. Somehow, when the teacher came back, the damsel no longer believed in his teaching ministry. Because the damsel now had a language she didn't have before. And all these years of teaching didn't give her that language. And she was one of the few people that prophesied under the unction. When the teacher saw that all hopes for the damsel was bleak. <laughs> Tell your neighbor God did not deal with the teacher. A war broke out. And suddenly the teacher shifted from the teaching office into the prophetic office. (laughs) And in order for him to establish his prophetic charisma, he brought a bag. There was a handbag that he went to buy. So that he will look like Elijah or like Samuel. (laughs) And you know his first prophecy, I saw Israel scattered upon the mountaintops like sheep without shepherds. shepherd. Now the fellowship was going to scatter because he is losing his job. I beheld Israel. <laughs> and he came with the bag and prophesied and left. Just like a prophet comes and delivers the counsel of God and leaves the people to consider his word. He left the fellowship for another two weeks and came. The gentle people that he met after he came from his journey became wild in tongues in the spirit. And he brought another word. That there is sin in the camp. The Lord's anger has been kindled. <laughs> Everybody allowed him to prophesy. When he finished, with his, his again. then he, then he goes. And we kept building in the spirit. I suffered under the hand of the teacher. Elijah knows <laughs> one day I said I'm going to fight. I told God, allow me to fight just one time. Just one time. Ah. I remember those days when we were training for Taekwondo. I say, remember some chops. The Lord told me you can have your fight, but your wilderness journey will be extended. The teacher, the teacher. One day the teacher came and said he has seen that there is somebody pregnant in the fellowship. And you shall see a sign in the camp. The lady shall be retired. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were now about to hold the crusade. And we had choir session. We had technical session. We had all sessions. We were, you know, making a stage in the open field. Then the teacher came again with his back. And saw the choir rehearsing. And he preached to them. That me, I missed God. Don't follow him. On the day of the crusade, the choir stand was empty. But you know what? God did not need the choir. Yes, A miracle, notable wonder took place on the ground. The next day, the choir people came back. The only man that was, that was not there was who? And God allowed the teacher to torment me for two years. Because of the teacher, I learned how to pray. Have you ever cried in prayer then you have no praise <laughs> all because of the teacher and then after two years god now struck the teacher because the teacher did more than god wanted him to do so he had to pay for the one he added And when God did like this and struck He struck him Struck the teacher's father Struck his mother I won't go further But God struck But at the end of the day When I look back I thank God that the teacher came Because today The enlargement that came Because of the cry To God for grace has become a blessing to the body of Christ. There's a release that has come to the body of Christ because of the sufferings that came through who? The teacher. Do you understand it? So it's not as if I, I sinned. But as part and parcel of this, our destiny in Christ. Because he uttered it that way, every one of us that is a partaker with him is going to experience the same kind of stuff. And that is not an indication that we are cursed. It's just that you are part of a covenant that was uttered in that pattern. You get that? right. So let's go on with our reading now. Whereof I was made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which was hid from the ages... And from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, let me explain. Jesus began to speak about his doctrine during the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. And the implication or the message of the Feast of Tabernacles is that God is tabernacled in man. God wants to build his control tower inside of man. That was not a technology that was on ground in the Old Testament. That is a technology that was in the heart of God, even though he had to create the legal basis... For that technology to take effect in the, in the lives of men. And Jesus was beginning to advance that doctrine. What will happen to a man if God was tabernacle in him? He had to take the ministry of Paul to bring this perspective. Whereas all the other apostles preached well. But none of them was able to pick this thing. The way Paul picked it and explained it and simplified it. He said this is what God has been trying to do since the ages. He has been trying to be tabernacle, installed in men like a software. So that God becomes user friendly, accessible, closer to man than his own breath. And in that regime, the operation of God among men would change. You see, when Jesus was physically present, are you with me? If you wanted to understand the will of God, the perspective of God, the opinion of God, you have to visit Jesus physically. And that was why there was no need to fast and pray. Because you don't need to fast to visit a physical person. Are you with me? Now, prayer those days was to visit Jesus and ask him, who seemed that this man was born blind? That was prayer. Prayer of inquiry. If you wanted to find out a secret, just visit Jesus And engage a discussion with him. He will bring the depth of it. So you don't need to fast in the process. But Jesus spoke about a time. A time where he will be taken away. And his office will be administered by the Holy Spirit. That is tabernacle in the heart of men. The regime, the oppression of God in that regime will be different. Now, that's what Jesus' doctrine was about. He said that his teaching was not his. His teaching was coming from the father that tabernacled in him. Just like Christ is our life, we have to depend on Christ to live out our life in him. The father was the life that Christ had. You get that? The same way Christ had to depend on his father because his father was his life. Christ is our life now. Do you understand that? So he was saying that his doctrine was not his. That the things that he was saying was coming from his father that tabernacle in him. It was not because he went to school. That was why he said the things he said. Yes, sir. Because the guys asked, where did this guy learn this wisdom? Never been to school. He gave vocal expression to his father. It was in that same context that Jesus said, when you are brought before the Sanhedrin, brought before the rulers of the city, brought before the rulers of the synagogue, and they want to put pressure upon you, he said don't premeditate the things to say something will switch on and the spirit of your father he will speak through you that was the doctrine he was talking about that the time was going to come when god will be tabernacled in men and in that time the regime is different and you must understand the potentials that are available to us on the account of this shift in god's way of doing things do you get me now this perspective was the substance and the content and uh, the order of the, 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 the doctrine and the emphasis of the apostolic ministry. Genuine apostolic ministry will reveal to you that the basis and the capital upon which your Christian life is lived is the investment of God's spirit in your heart. That's where your Christian life starts. Your Christian life doesn't start in you changing your dress code, looking like Frankenstein. That's a digression. That's what we call an error. If that's the emphasis that is placed before you, the economy of God has been been avoided. It's another doctrine that has been established now. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Whereas in the Bible, are you with me? Whereas in the Bible, Jesus and the apostles gave us um, regulatory laws that govern the people of God. Are you with me now? How I wish we had the whole night. They gave regulatory laws in order to guide us, in order to keep us within the range of the operation of God's grace. So that we not wander out of the regions of his grace. So there were some regulatory laws that they gave us. And those laws were intended to keep us within the crucible of God's emphasis and God's operation. So I acknowledge that. But you see, everything that was required of us under this new context, are you, are you here? Everything required of us, the apostles set it down as a template for us. And that's why we must understand that anything that you cannot prove with two scriptures is not God's, is not God's word. Because the principles of biblical interpretation is clear. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter shall be what? The Bible reveals that prophecy doesn't have private interpretation. Prophecy is not the intention of a man, so it cannot have private interpretation. If prophecy is the vocal expression of the will of God, then another person too, must have prophesied along that line, to confirm it. Or, we must have it, in the Bible, somebody spoke it under the inspiration of God. That is what confirms that what you uttered now is founded and that is from God. Because it's in line with God's previous speaking. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because God is not about to change the, goal, the goalposts in the midst of the game. Now somebody now goes and he say he died. He went to hell and God told him that women should not wear earrings women should tie their hair and say, devotion to God, and who does not subscribe to this will experience damnation. Now, that person doesn't know where we are. The person is in limbo. Because in the New Testament, okay, are you with me? You know, this is my own job. My job is to purge falsehood. That's, I'm anointed for it. Ah. I'm anointed for it. To cause positive trouble. To liberate people from pastoral tyranny. So that they can fulfill their destiny. I'm anointed for that. The truth is this. If we flush out fake pastors from ministry, the church will be wonderful. And the number of fakes now are to weigh those ones that are original. So some of us will still need to be crying. You understand me? Check your Bible critically. You will find no two scriptures that shows that women need to cover their hair in any form of devotion to God. Two scriptures. If you can show me two scriptures, I'll I'll step down. Two woman covers, take her tie and cover so that you can pray. That is not the context of scripture. That's not what that scripture is far from her ties. Talking about order. Authority and covering yes. and covering is that you are in alignment you are in the pathway. That's what covering means I'm in the pathway if you are in the pathway it means you are led by God and if you are led by God in a matter If there is a consequence, it will not be on your head. It will be on God's head. It means you are covered You get that Oh, yeah, if you didn't get that That's not where Jonathan I cannot be held responsible now God said that we should pioneer this ministry Which is show show the sons of men apostolic Christianity. How it was in the foundation. So that we can understand how to capture and contain the measure of God that we come in this season. So that we can take the apostolic work to a higher level of excellence in our time. Alright? Are you with me? I'm not doing it at my own expense. Now so we came to town and began to implement that. So the book of Acts of the Apostles is our textbook. Everything that they did there. Want to know why they did what they did. Because it's going to be part of what we're going to do to restore that order. Is that simple enough? Now, anything that happens, the kingdom of darkness now says he wants to fight because we are affecting his kingdom. I didn't send myself, I'm on that cover because I was laid. That's what covering means. So, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, where that scripture is normally drawn from, that women need to tie her tie, it's talking about covering order and government it has nothing to do with anything physical. Why? Because in this regime and in this testament, we are not emphasizing things that are external. The Jesus of this day is no longer working in Wurukum. The Jesus of this day is inside of the man that has given his life to Christ. And the Holy Ghost administers his office in his heart as God's command tower. Now the emphasis of this covenant is spiritual. The emphasis of this covenant is the workings of God within us. And how we respond to that walking and come into alignment with God's government so that we experience covering from Him. Show me two scriptures that says that. You will find no two scriptures. That means the first one you thought said that. wasn't saying that at all. Are you with me? And we can go on and on and I'll show you all those things that I emphasize are not consistent with the order of life that has been born in the New Testament. Because the syllabus of the Christian faith begins with regeneration and then with renewing and then with transformation and then with confirmation and then on to glorification. Just like justification and your calling because you were first called and justified. Your calling, in fact, your predestination first. Your predestination took place in eternity past. Your calling and justification took place in time. Regeneration, confirmation, transformation, renewing. All of that will take place in time. But your glorification will take place in eternity future. That means you are a seed of eternity and you are going to eternity before you can be perfected. Are you with me? That's the syllabus of the Christian faith. You cannot add to it. You cannot reduce from it. You cannot subtract from it. You know when knowledge comes forth. Ignorance dies a natural death. It's God's will for us to experience. The height of that which is offering us. And that's why he wants to show us. The focal point of the Christian faith. So that the least among us. Can become as strong as David. If you are still here say Amen. Amen. And so the apostles doctrine. He's centered upon the realities that are bound to us, toward us, on the account of the fact that that mighty resource of the personality of the Holy Ghost dwells within us. Now, a lot of things change because He came. One of the things that change is the way God speaks. The method, the channel, not, not the utterance, not the words, but the way, the method and the channel. The way Jesus spoke when He was physically with us. He would have spoken one of our languages, maybe English language, and Hebrew language. But now, the office of the Christ is now administered by the Spirit of God that dwells in us. He will no longer speak language. He will speak through the movements of His Spirit. And when His Spirit begins to move, what He does in your heart is that it activates your spiritual senses. So his speakings are revealed in visions, in knowings, in pictures, in interpretations, in signs and signals. Do you get that? Oh, you are not here. Are you still with me? There's a change in the mode of communication. There's a change in the emphasis. God's focal point right now is your heart, not your Sanders. In order for what is building, the kingdom is building to be established in your life, your heart is of essence. The yieldedness and alignment of your heart is his focal point. That's his ground of activity, his ground of war. He wants to conquer that territory altogether to himself. So that he can establish his throne and enlarge himself and accomplish his purpose within you first, before he can accomplish it through you. So somebody now comes with a, a letter from the dead that people need to adjust their dress code. God is angry. God is angry. Hallelujah. It's very clear that the person is not speaking from this testament. Jesus himself showed us in the wedding in, at Cana of Galilee how a man can be transformed. Showed us because those six pots, six is the number of man. Yes, sir. Then they put water inside, and then the water became wine. And wine in the New Testament talks about spirit. So the only way you can change man is not don't change the water pot. Change the water to what? To wine. Let spirit tabernacle in him. And when spirit tabernacles in him, spirit will begin to weave out a protocol. A protocol that will transform that man forever. You want to transform a man by giving him a law and a dress code. You are a, you are a, you are a counterfeit. Are you with me? You yourself are a rogue. You are a thief. Because it, it, that, see, being pious, sanctimonious, and sacramental is not being a Christian. There's a difference between Christianity and morality. But the spiritually sound Christian is morally sound. But morality is not Christianity. The Japanese monk is not a Christian. But it's more moral than many pastors. Now we have to separate it. Because I preach this message, one woman said, We we'll never come here again. I say, ah. I am called to drive people like you. You are not looking for Jesus. You are looking for religion. We are not talking about our penetration in prayer. We hold camp meetings. Nine million people and there's no penetration. And we are not body. We don't go to repent. Is it the number that makes it efficacious? Or the penetration? People cannot manage their prayer lives and they are talking about Religious orientations. Where will it take us? The devil has stepped into the body of Christ. And we must cast him out. That was not the gospel that the apostles preached. And that was not the template of the first fathers. In the New Testament. Let me shock you. There was no building project. No building project. In fact, every building that God commanded that people should build. Those buildings were all broken down. Just to make us understand that the church was not a physical thing. Amen. That's why we can use this place and do wedding. And then use it and do reception. Because there's nothing about this thing. The where God dwells is not in the... No, Somebody say, we have 50,000 capacity building. You, are in the fle- you say that in the flesh. Because that building has nothing to do with revival. Uh, I know I'm offending you. But we will do this one until we die. Christianity must be restored in Nigeria. Uh, Pentecostal and orthodox religions must give way. The template begins with the investment of the Holy Ghost. And man can only be changed. How? From inside. And when people want to really manipulate through witchcraft, they now go pious and go sacramental. That God see All women must restore back to holy dressing. No more earrings. See, an alarm from God. Some of us have seen the God you are talking about. And what troubled him was far from that. It means it's not that God you met. You met something, I, I'm, I'm not doubting. You you met something. God, see. Let me tell you the truth. Even if you are here and you are not wearing your rings, you are not, that is not a sign that you are spiritual. If you have not yet walked on the path of spiritual progress, you yourself, you are fake to yourself. And that's what we're trying to emphasize. If you have not yet mastered how to dissociate from the flesh and align with the spirit perpetually, continually, in your daily walk with God, and whenever you miss it, you go back and repent. If that's not the description of your life, you are not on the highway that we are speaking about. The devil knows that man likes doing. But in redemption and salvation, man's doing is excluded so that man will not be able to boast. Yes. The devil knows that man likes doing. And so he say, okay, let us exploit the loss that man has in attempting to do things. Let's give him what to do. So come now. This is how it should be. So all the women are there, dead in spirit, lean in spirit, and hungry, but trying to fulfill a code. Man cannot be saved that way. Many religions have tried this thing that that spirit of error is trying to bring into Christianity. Many have tried. Many have tried. Some of us have traveled a little, and we have seen the folly of human religion and demonic religion. The people under the yoke of it are tired. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and a heavy laden, and I will give you. Let me me stop. Hallelujah. It's most disheartening when we come to church and we cannot find how to walk with God. For A numerous assortment of calls are given to people that doesn't bring them nearer to, the, to contact with them. So we decided to go back to the apostles' doctrine. What did they teach? They teach about the, the, the taught men about that foundation, which is Christ, invested in us as the spirit of truth. Now in the book of John chapter 14 where we can expound this reality because Jesus gave us insight on this matter. He expounded the new things that find expression on the account of this regime. This new regime where God tabernacles men. His speaking is changed. He no longer speaks to men through language. He speaks through men by the move of his spirit. For Jesus said... It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh Profits nothing, the words that I speak unto you They are spirit And they are life I need to tell you something There are many things that are not Written in the Bible Many details Have you discovered that there is no order of service In the Bible, no order of service How do you conduct a service, prayer No, no order of service, why? The Holy Ghost can define How that service will be And the one you heard yesterday may not be like the one you heard today. Because the spirit of God that is the investment in this covenant can decide otherwise how we should be. It is not every question in the Bible that you can answer yes or no. Sometimes it's none of the bow, Sometimes it's all of the bow. When they brought a coin to Jesus, no, they came to Jesus and asked whether they should pay tax. Jesus didn't say yes, he didn't say no. He said, all of the above. Give to Caesar. What is Caesar? Give to God. What is God? When they came to him and said, okay, somebody died. His, his brother married his wife, died, and they kept dying. Seven people married one woman. Who is the real husband in eternity? Jesus said, none of the book. That's how skillful you need to be in handling doctrine. Lest you produce religion out of it. And enslave and marginalize an entire generation. And today we are choked with all kinds of human traditions. In the name of God. And believers are crippled. Moving around with the ministry of crutches. Just because we cannot see the simplicity of the gospel. How that God has invested us with himself. And the attendant differences that now are obtainable on the account of this new reality. Let's check our scriptures and confirm it. John chapter 14. If you are still here, say, Amen. Amen. Have you realized that Muslims fast and pray too? What is the difference between the fast of a Muslim and the fast of a Christian? The spirit. Christ in you. That's what makes your prayer potent. Christ in you. That's what makes your life different. Christ in you. Muslims too can pray and they have incantations and enchantments. They have prayer points and how to administer it. They are very faithful to it. But those prayers, (laughs) the Lord will help. But you see, the spirit of God tabernacling you makes all the difference in the world. And when you stand up and begin to pray in tongues, for instance, a time comes when the Spirit of God is dead. He seizes your vocal cord and your utterances are no longer the words of man. It's not Your utterances cannot be valued by the language you utter the things in. They must be valued by the Spirit that was discharged when the utterance went forth. That's a Spirit that has the capacity to create and recreate. For the Bible said that God sent forth his spirit and they were created. So when the spirit of God comes out of your mouth in power, it can create and what? And recreate. That's what gives your prayer power. Christ in you. If not most of them pray, Buddhists pray. Buddhists have a book. And the things they write inside looks like what is in the Bible. Love your neighbor. Is there anything anything wrong with that? Give to the less privileged. You know the difference. Our own Bible, there is only one teacher that can teach it, that can open it. Because nobody was found worthy in heaven and on earth to open the book. To break the seals. And to look there on. Except that you are looking at that book with the eye of the Holy Ghost, you will never see what is hidden therein. Hallelujah! It takes you beyond what is written in the Logos, it takes you into the very thought that was in the heart of God when those walls were precipitated. When you get into the realm of that thought, you have gone, you have transcended the natural realm, you are already reasoning with God. And you are actually conferring with him on the level of his thoughts. My God, that is possible because Christ, what? Is in you. If not, you would have been flat on the ground. So because of that investment of God, you, are, you can walk by faith. Because Christ within you will furnish the conviction of your next step. Because I need to tell you that direction is not something that humanity can formulate. It is not given unto man to direct his steps. Someone more intelligent than man must order your steps. And so in the new covenant, God has made provision for that. And he has invested himself into us so that we can walk the walk of faith and live the life of God even though we say carry the vessels of man. That's our destiny in humanity. For even in creation, God says that we'll make beings that are in our image and after our likeness. And the fulfillment of that venture, found expression, when the Holy Ghost began to tabernacle inside of you, the possibility that God saw that made him create was now possible to be implemented in your life. So we are in the best days of existence. Because God dwells in us. And we must know what that means, my friend. Must know what it means. You must know the kind of power that is made available. When you begin to talk to God and make demands on him. Paul was trying to give us insight into the scope of power that is at our disposal. He used four Greek words. And those four Greek words were not... Sufficient to explain what he wanted to, to to deliver. He said Can we check that before we move? Four Greek words were used. Ephesians chapter one. So the day you broke through was a day the Holy Ghost tabernacle your spirit. That's what breakthrough is. Some of you are still hoping to break through in the future. I I broke through in Christ. Everything that I need for the fulfillment of my destiny is inside of me. If I'm willing to pursue God and to pursue His kingdom and we find those riches and those resources spring forth, and support me and supply the needed ability. Are you with me? They will command those resources, can command natural resources to come into alignment with me just because I'm on a course that God has set. So I'm, I'm surprised when a believer say I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't know what you're talking about. You're confused. When your god can speak your god can talk your god can give you direction you are confused i don't understand that i'm weak i'm weak the, this sorrow has made no the bible say he will strengthen you with might by your spirit in the name, in a man he knows the infirmities of man and is a spirit of god that helped all our infirmities. And right now, he's inside. That was the doctrine that Jesus preached. That God is tabernacle in man. Now, Paul was trying to explain to us. There were a few things that Paul said we'll not be able to understand except we have a revelation from God because in the book of ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 he says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what he means by the hope of his calling is his eternal purpose where well. are you with me we are still doing part of spiritual progress we are still on part two point two all right okay so we have done the knowing of revelation we have done walking in the spirit. We are going to do the reckoning of faith. We are going to do presenting ourselves to God. Then we are going to do a, an understanding of the divine purpose. Then we will now do strength of spiritual experience. All of these are on the path of spiritual progress. Then you will find out. That even the least of us can become as strong as David. Because what we are doing is not a secret. The secret is the Holy Spirit. But you see, I, being a pastor, cannot take you beyond your desire for God. If you desire God, I can take you, I can teach you, I can instruct you, and it will be your desire that will be the fuel that will advance you along the lines of God. Because the Bible says that when the gospel is preached it's in the time of John the Baptist men press into it so your desire determines how far you can you can go with God now if you don't desire God no problem but at least we know that you are the problem of your life because God is not a respectable person; it's not passion why we were on campus and the power of God came upon us the deposits of God came upon us There were some of the brethren among us that were stronger in god in the spirit than i was all right so i don't believe that there's anything special about me because the guys that were really special and there were about three of them those ones were really special i was normal the only special thing i had was that i was the custodian of the law Mm, that was, okay. Will you call that one special? I don't know. But the really special guys were there. And a few years down the road, the special guys fizzled out. Because God cannot take you beyond his, your desire for him. And then we that were not special, just keep on going. And then some things we never knew was inside, started coming out. You don't need to have any special bed. Yes, I was born in the palace of the building. Ah, that that bed will be a problem to you. It will be a problem. Because you will, you will, you will, you will think there is something in it and you want to depend on that thing. And you will leave the support of the Holy Ghost. You don't need a special bed. The day I was born, everybody was, no. Yes, you can't draw from that. It's insufficient to advance you. But if you say, yes, the Holy Ghost is inside of me. That's a good place to start. Something larger than anything humanity can conceive is inside. Aha. Uh-huh. You will get home. Because your journey is from eternity as a seed to eternity. As a perfect perfect Christian. And so you need a resource that has the capacity to travel into eternity. And only God can be that resource. Hallelujah. So Paul said there are a few things That only a revelation will make us understand We need to know the hope of his calling That's his eternal purpose If you don't know where God is headed You are not likely to arrive there An evangelist can come to town with a bag And preach a sermon that will distract you From the central thought of God's economy Just because you don't know where God is headed You see, when we mature a little more, false doctrine will not have effect on us. We can't be tossed to and fro by men's men's craft and skill. Because we know where God is headed. We know what he wants to do. And we are keeping pace with him. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? So we need to know the purpose of God. And if we must know the purpose of God, it will be by revelation. Second thing that we cannot know except by revelation according to Paul is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Paul says that the riches of God, because if you are a student of the Bible, you understand that all the sum total of the riches of God is Christ. And except you have revelation, you will not know that Christ is the compendium of all of the riches of God. He is the compendium of all of the riches of knowledge, of wisdom. In fact, the Bible says he has become our redemption. He is everything in the new economy. And if we are going to amount to anything at all, God must have to open our eyes perpetually to give us consistent insight into the resource base of Christ that God has made available to us. Are you still with me? Another thing that Paul said, We need revelation to access is in verse 19. And that's my emphasis. The power that is available to us because of the investment of God himself in us. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which was wrought in Christ. Hallelujah. So we have four words there. First word there is dunamis. According what is the exceeding greatness of his dunamis? Unto us who believe according to the kratos of his mighty energia. Hallelujah. Which he wrought. That's another word for power. Wrought. He wrought it. In Christ when he was raised from the dead. Now, so, four Greek words were used in that scripture. Just to make you understand the power that is available to you now that God tabernacles your spirit, I say that this regime, this season is different from the time where Jesus walked this world. And Jesus said that it's more expedient for you that I go. It's more profitable for you that I go. Because if I don't go, the Holy Ghost will not come. That is to say, according to Jesus' estimation, it's better for the Holy Ghost to come and tabernacle in us than for him to be physically present. I don't know why he said that, but I believe that he has more insight than any one of us can, de- can, can, can ever attain to. And in that is vast knowledge, he said it's better for the Holy Ghost to be inside of you. So the first word that was used was dunamis. According to the exceeding greatness of his dunamis. You know, I did a teaching on this some time ago. I don't want to double into it again. You need a little physics to understand that. Because Dunamis talks about potential energy. Kratos talks about kinetic energy. Energy talks about excelling energy. Excelling. From potential to kinetic to excelling. Now, whenever you hear the scripture say... Angels excel in strength. Excel. It is not. You cannot measure that kind of strength with a barometer or with any equipment in physics. It is an excelling strength. Now, the implication is this the strength that will come out of an angel is commensurate to the challenge. If the challenge is higher, there will be a higher strength. <laughs> excelling strength doesn't have one rating doesn't have one value now so when the bible says you shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you that word there is dynamis is potential energy now do you realize that the day you give your life to christ and you got baptized in the holy spirit the energy in you is potential energy you can decide to speak in tongues you can decide not to speak in tongues because Paul says, now that we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we can speak in tongues at will." We have authority to do that. Why? Because the power that he speaks about in Acts 1.8 is potential energy. It's inherent energy. You can use it when you want, how you want. And some people don't use it at all. And they are expecting that God will come down from heaven and do something. When he has given you a responsibility, and he has given you inherent power, use it the way you like. But people don't do that. You want to excel in strength. You want to do signs and wonders. You want to be ahead, above only, and not beneath. And you are not using that is potential energy. When you begin to speak in tongues, you translate it from potential energy to kinetic energy. That's when it becomes kratos, becomes of force. It can knock things down, it can cut things off. That's kratos. It is kinetic. See motion. Are you with me? Then it now comes to a point where it excels. A lecturer says you are going to face a no. You are in the place of prayer. And you generate energy that is beyond any kind of energy whatsoever that the lecturer is operating from. If it's operating on human strength, you generate something that subdues human strength. If it's operating with witchcraft power, you generate something that... Meanwhile, the foundation is... Is potential energy. And it is inherent. That means it will be operated not by God. To be operated by you. So who now said that God has not done what he needs to do? Gave you power. above power. And put it inside you. And say operate it. People come for counseling and say this problem. And they have not prayed about it. They want to kill the pastor. He has not prayed about. it. He cannot stay in January and pray about one prayer point. Move to February, pray about the one prayer. Move to March, pray. Have you done that? So if you have not done that, why are you complaining? Because that's the way we do our own. Uh, it's not different. All of us have the burden to kneel down and pray. And if we pray, it doesn't go in January. It means put more prayer. Put more prayer. Tell your neighbor, put more prayer. Put more for it. that's why Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. I, that's what I do, that's my way, that's my lifestyle. I, I pray in tongues. So you has taking responsibility for the innate power that God has committed to him. He, he has taken responsibility now, he's operating it. And when you begin to speak in tongues like that, one of the things you do, you begin to gain ascendancy, just like. A gear. The gear system of your car. You are in gear 1, then you are in gear 2, and you are in gear 3. There are some things you cannot do. You cannot overtake with gear 1 sometimes. You have to change the gear to overtake. And you want to overtake, which is the excelling energy. And you are on gear 1. And you are saying, God is not faithful. No, it is not God's fault. This this matter. We have careless Christians that are in church. rigmaroling. You don't want to change the gear. Change the gear. Change it. Change gear. Prayer all by itself sometimes is not effective. Just like if you go and buy tomato. You, want, you fry it. No spice. None of us can eat. Prayer is like the tomato. You need spices. You need spices to add to it. To make it effective. When you pray and the prayer doesn't work, you add fasting. It's a spice. It's a spice. But you see, what God did... And this is where I want to stop so that we can have quality time to pray and then to see how God will open the windows. I need to tell you something. What God did when he put the Holy Ghost in you is that he has given you the responsibility for your destiny. That's what is happening. That's the difference between the Old Testament and the New. He has given you the responsibility for your destiny. Will you take responsibility? The Bible says it's good for a man that is bare as you quite young. That's the time to pray for 12 hours. Pray for 10 hours. You came out with third class degree, that's not a problem. Hit the floor, generate power that is direction will come out of your prayers. And I said that warfare has not yet ended until direction comes out. So study there until direction comes out. Anything you formulate by your wisdom, the devil is going to counteract it. And he will frustrate you. He will allow you to prosper in it eh, to the extent that eh, you will be fully snared in the process. Just in case you see somebody that is not paying tight and is prospering. The devil is allowing him to advance so that he will be... When they snare him, he will be totally snared. You don't understand it? That thing you call advancement. Outside of covenant with God, is a snare. When the devil sees that you are not, you are violating God's principles, and nothing is happening to you, you know what he's doing. He wants you to be popular, so that when he cuts you down, eh, the half of the body of Christ in my body will be discouraged, and he will carry all of them too. You don't understand? Don't pride yourself in breaking the word of God and think that you are okay. If you survive one day, maybe it's mercy. Go back and continue rightly. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. He has put responsibility in your hand by giving you all you need. Listen to the stories of great men, Benny Hinn. Prayed, 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 prayed. God now began to release some direction. And he kept walking in the pathway till today. Touched nations. He's like a colossus, a man that has many lives. Hallelujah. Because of his ministry, healing is now commonplace in the body of Christ. That's a colossus. The, 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 the um, capacity that was available to him or at his disposal are the same things available to you. He spoke in tongues and got direction from God and began to obey God in the thing wherein God had revealed to him. And he found himself a mighty man that is influencing the lives of millions of people today. What will you do with the Holy Spirit? A lot of people don't believe that women should be in ministry until Catherine Kuhlman came and changed everything. Kuhlman. Kuhlman didn't need a crusade before God will move. We need a service today. And then we go high in spirit. Kuhlman was high, drunk. 247. She was a sanctuary of God. she was not a special person all she had at her disposal was speaking in tongues and hearing God and she became that what will you do with the Holy Ghost that's my question this evening what will you do with the Holy Ghost what will you do with the Holy Ghost a man of 27 years old came home wanted to fight with his mother why he said from morning till this time 4.30 we have not heard the sound of mortar. Go go, 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 go. So he wanted to beat his mother. He said, for money till 430, we have not heard the sound. He spoke it in thief. So I asked somebody to to to, 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 to translate. There's, he said that for money till now they have not heard the sound of mortar. What will you do with the Holy Ghost? What will you do? Apostle Babalola of CAC walk with God, walk with God to a level where in a meeting like this, he suspends from the ground. He became like one among the cherubims himself. And that's why CAC believes that any category you will put Apostle Paul, Babalola must be in that category. He was, according to CAC, he's one of these God's special apostles that walk this world. And you should not classify Peter higher than Babylon. Hallelujah. Came to a village and challenged, they know the village for witchcraft, he challenged all the witches. Say, Let's not meet in the night. People will not see us. Let's come 12 noon and let's come to your shrine and compete. He gave them two hours to kill him and he took a seat and sat down. That if they don't kill him in two hours, he will kill them. The village then gathered. Nobody, hunger left the whole village. One man. One man. And after two hours, the man now stood up. The first thing he did was that he called the name of Jesus And physical fire Came down from heaven And consumed the witchcraft tree Where they hold their meetings. That fire was snapped His on picture That fire Never kindled by matches It was kindled by a man of stature That had navigated In the pathways of the spirit And he had the voice of the kingdom What will you do With the Holy Ghost you say, I'm just a young girl of 18. Ah. Ah. What will you do with the Holy Ghost? When fire consumed the tree, there was no need for the service to continue. The witches took off all their amulets, their chains, their charms, and they threw it in the fire. The whole village was saved because a man came there. Their salvation was the coming of a man. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. The devil is not that strong, bro. No. You are the prophet of that family. The day you rise, the deliverance will be tied to that day. That's why things like this were written in scripture. From the time of John the Baptist. That's how long it took for a man to rise. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect another? God has put in our hands all we need to mount up with wings. But the sons of men have gotten accustomed to walking on foot. Benson in the house. I heard that when they were building faith cathedral. After a few days, after a few days, they said gravel has finished. So Benson came and said, gravel, don't finish again. And they are building and gravel is coming now which holy ghost did they receive is it something different or were they mixing it with charm one pastor married one girl for one family and the elders they didn't know how they gave the girl out they were they were angry, but they gave the girl. And they told, they told the pastor, pastor. This kind of prayer, if you will pray, are you mix with charm? That's what has made us give you this girl now. <laughs> <laughs> they, mix, they mix. Prayer doesn't work with charm. In fact, the charm will dissolve the prayer. <laughs> you don't need charm. But the question is, what will you do with the Holy Ghost? Your story is not as hopeless as my own. Passed out a third class degree from the university, read a single honor course. I was not about to happen at all. The only door that was open was the Holy Ghost. And I found out that my God could talk. That was enough for me. And I began to pray. <laughs> began to pray. You see, when you seek first the kingdom of God and seek God, seek God, seek God, seek God. Just the devil will come and torment you and bring poverty so that you'll be distracted. Don't worry, just keep going. A time will come, you will, you will mount up. You will go beyond the ground. You will go beyond the ground. So it's not about the name of your family and the causes that are there. It's not about the fact that you are the first person to go into the four walls of the university. What will you do? With what? I'm seeing I'm seeing women, women these days, those days they say women pray for pray. But these days, women, these days, these days. Because I am born again today because my mother prayed for me for long. Ago. Because what I would have become would have been a problem to this world. A problem. A crisis. But prayer turned it. And today, ah, it's an honor to serve Jesus. But you have not been able to pray for your four children. Just four children, you can't pray for them. What are you doing with the Holy Ghost? You are moving from pillar to post. Anytime and false prophets that will put liar on their head put snake on the waist. The children too are polluted now. Because you cannot pray. You have come into covenant with the devil. That is the quagmire of the church today. Prayerless people that don't stir up God within them. Seeking solutions without. And have made covenants and pacts with Satan. That's why the ministry of false prophets are prospered. They came with lying visions. With, with lying wonders and lying signs. And people just because they have decided to abandon the power. God. What will you do for the Holy Ghost? After eight months of prayer, God spoke. Now, is it too much for you to wait on God for eight months? For your whole life? Eight months and God spoke and because God spoke, I am here today. The one that will never lie. The preacher can preach good, but you need to hear the voice of God. There there are some things that only Jesus can tell you. What will you do with the Holy Ghost? I've seen witchcraft families, terrible families, that have altars and shrines and they made a mistake and married the woman into the family. The woman that knows the Holy Ghost. By the time the woman married, she didn't know God though. But because of the oppression, she decided to stand up and tied her ways. Oh, Malakopa. All the spirits in the seven shrines they departed. They, they, they refused to come. The last one before he left, he said, hey, I will not drive that woman. Oh, A demon cried. Because of a woman, a woman that did not know that there was power inside until suffering came. May you suffer the suffer that will make you hold on to the Holy Ghost. She tied her wrapper and said, Oh. And in two years' time, the last spirit left with a cry. And then the priest that serviced the altars began to die one by one. The last one gave his life to Christ and said, Spare me. She became the principality there. Today now, the family rejoices that they went to that place to marry. They don't remember the bride price again. An angel came to us in form of a wife and saved us from what our fathers dreaded. What will you do with the Holy Ghost? I have decided that I will not stop. I will wake up when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. Him that holds the power of life and death. Him that holds the power of the sun and the moon. He will cause my feet to be established. Demons will not tell my story. The kingdom of darkness will not determine my destiny. I have regained my masculinity. There is power residing on my inside. I take responsibility for my life. You are the prophet of your life. Listen to me, you will not die. You will live to testify of the works and the goodness of God in the land of the living. The hand of God is upon you. Stir up the river on the inside, the voice of God will break out. The devil cannot hold your lips the utterance with the muttering of the lips and a new tongue will I speak unto these people oh 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 Holy Ghost. What will you do? What will you do with the Holy Ghost? Take We will not tire out, we will not give up, even though the storms rage and the fires are kindled, we will stand upon the word of God, for God is not a man that he should lie, God is not the son of man that he should repent. Savino set a boat, set a boat, set a boat, and run a cante, Rakoke, Raka Patamina, Rako Patamina Sail of Babaka, the La brasca pobre, papo saca mala para la me Si Baba de la santa, the second time, my boy he come my God thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord may Jesus my your grandfather died of a certain disease and your father died of that same disease your uncle died of the same disease, that's not your person. If you can decide to mount up, mount up, you will have a different destiny. What will you do with the Holy Ghost? What will you do with the Holy Ghost? What will you do with the Holy Ghost? Will you change that family? Will you change that situation? Will you change that circumstance? will you grind that devil will you cast out that poverty will you stand against the walls of the devil and say I will be standing here until you move I'll be standing here until you move Until you move. Don't stop. Don't stop. That which you are afraid of is actually afraid of you. Stay on your time. Call upon the name of the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him there is plenty redemption. No more will die in your family. You can forbid it. You can disallow it. You can say it will not stand. It will not prosper. The hand of the devil has gone as far as it can go. If you give up, the devil will win. You must, you must, you must wake up and dust yourself. Dust yourself. Clean your eyes and tie your waist and say, "Here am I." Koko bosa si akabona mina kesi. Emrone zaza nonta abana. Raponde seka mata baboriya. There is something more than what you have seen God wants to take you to impossible places To high places in the spirit He wants to equip you with weapons of war Weapons of mass destruction Things by which you can create a way in the desert God wants to empower you he wants to take you up. It's not time to give up. Arise, arise. Eh. Em pota mine shine, mama. O le maragos kedamine kendo le mo. Mo. Ake no shine, emo Vem preçá-te no caminá Embora minas caí na mó Mamaneca na saí na teborá E camó na mamará Opanema dela eba de boca melea mó de consaminá Eh momo malakoma, malakoma, la koma Eh momo la koma Haïla mo skena de Mane votea Ekamande mandera Ye akamale momo Haïla mo kenan Oh oh Eh oh. e, la papa de po I have de to Monday I have come tonight I have come to be now Me la no, a no, a que la mamá tena.